0: So thanks so much for joining me today. Let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, we thank you that you want to be where we are. And we're here, and you said you would gather with us when we gather in your name, that you would be here with us. So we acknowledge you. We thank you. Praise you for teaching us. We're asking you to just take over. Just be our God. Show us what we need to do to be ready for your return. We love you. We praise you. We give you all the glory in your name. We pray, amen. So I just want to talk a little bit about the last two days, and Jesus said he's coming. He said to me that the hour, he said, the hour Jesus has come. He said the hour of testing has come. That's what he said it meant. And then two, late, two days later, he said the greater hour of testing is at hand. He said that he was frustrated and we needed to obey him. And so we're going to talk about how to obey him and get rid of that frustration that he has because he's saying we're not listening to him. So let's put our ears on. Let's have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Let's listen to what he's saying to us. So in Matthew 25, after the ten virgins we talked about, he said, therefore be watchful. And he said, be alert because you never know when he's coming. And we are talking about we had to have all our vessels in a row, so to say. That the the five wise virgins, they were prudent. They had their vessels ready. They were ready for Jesus. They did all they needed to do. And now we're going to talk a little bit uh, more about what we need to do. Of course, you know, we're we're to love. And when we ask Jesus come live on the inside of us, we're responsible, really, to be a part of what he cares about. And, of course, he cares about the lost. When you ask Jesus to come and live on the inside of you, you're committing to be a disciple. And so as a disciple, um, at, you know he left, and the last thing he said is to do what he was doing, and that we do even greater things. And he's talking about that, actually, in Matthew 25. He said, well... In verse 1, he said, The kingdom of heaven is likened to. And then he told a story of the 10 virgins. And then he said, um, Also in verse 14, For it's like a man who's about to take a long journey. And he is the man who took the long journey. And he called his servants together and entrusted them with property. So he entrusted us with a talent, is what he's saying. And he gave one five talents, and the man. Used his five talents, and um, when when Jesus departed and left the country, he he who received the five talents at once traded them, and he gained five talents more. And then there was one with two talents, and then there was one with a one talent. And then Jesus came back, and he said, after a long time, the master of the servants returned, and the one who had received the five talents, um, he showed what he did. And um, Jesus said, his master said to him, Well done, you upright, honorable, admirable, faithful servant. You have been faithful and trustworthy with little, and I will put you in charge of much. Enter into and share the joy and the delight, the blessedness which your master enjoys. And then skipping down to the one who buried his talent because he was afraid. He received one talent, and he came forward saying, Master, I knew you to be a harsh man. And then he said, so I am skipping some of it. And so I was afraid, and I went, and I hid your talent in the ground. And here is what I owe you. And But his master answered him and said, You wicked, lazy, idle servant. Did you indeed not know I reap where I have not sown, and I gather grain where I have not winnowed? Then you should have... Invested my money with the bankers, and at the coming I would have had you would have had received what was my own. I would have received what was my own. So take the talent from him and give it to the one who has the ten talents. For everyone who has more will be given, and he who has furnished richly so that he will have in abundance. But from the one who does not have, even what he has, take it from him. And throw the good for nothing servant into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And so I wanted to read um, at least to the end of that because we don't like to look at that part. The one who buried his talent, he was thrown out into the utter darkness. And I want to I wa- I make it really clear that you know, God is asking us to invest in his kingdom. When we ask him to come and be our Lord, then he's asking us to use our talent. This isn't really about money, but, you know, uh, of course, it's a parable, but it's about our talent, the gift that we have been given to give to others. In God's kingdom, it's about love. It's about giving. Given will be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, and that's what he said. To him who has, even more will be given because he's been giving. But he who has nothing, even what he has, will be taken from him because he didn't practice that principle. So in the kingdom of God, it's about loving. It's about giving. It's about giving of yourself. That's what it's about. And so Ephesians says to work with your hands, the gift that you have, so you can give to those in need. And God is saying that someone is in need of your gift. His, his, um, object, uh, his objective is to win the lost. He's concerned about the lost. When you ask Jesus to come live on the inside of you, then you're a disciple, and he said when he left that we were going to do what he did and even greater. And so, that is what he's talking about: is us doing his work with a gift that we were being, we, with a talent that we have been given. It's our gift not only for our provision. Proverbs says, "Your gift will make room for you," but to give to those in need of your gift. And so when we don't do that, it's a very serious charge, as we just read. And so it's important that we understand that and that we understand that it's about love. The thing is, is when we get a job and um, our job is to make a living, that's living the world's way. We're not giving. We're not giving of that gift. We're actually wasting our gift. And most of us are afraid, and we bury our talent because we're so worried about supporting ourselves. what we're going to eat, what we're going to drink, and what we're going to wear. And Jesus said that the heathen live that way. We don't live that way. He said you can't serve two masters. So when we're making a living, we're serving ourselves. We're serving money. We're doing something for money instead of caring about what he cares about. And so when God asks us to do something, um, it's for the kingdom purpose, it's for him, it's for love. And when we love him and care about what he cares about, then we're going to want to do that. And we got to grow to that place. So when you ask Jesus to come and live on the inside of you, then you are a disciple and he's expecting that you go for him. He's expecting that you learn how to live in his kingdom and then he gives you that assignment according to your gift, according to your talent, whatever that is. He knows what it is and he's going to tell you what that is. And um, if we let things get in the way, like the rich man, for instance, um, we're going to be giving up our eternity. If we're afraid, we're going to be giving up our eternity. If we're afraid, it just proves that we really don't know him. So the rich man, he said to Jesus, he said, "'How can I have eternal life?' And Jesus said, "'Sell your stuff, give it away, and follow me.'" So he was asking the rich man to follow him, to give his stuff away, because the stuff was his God. And he was unwilling to do that. And many people are going to be like that. They're not going to want to give their stuff away. And their money is their God, and they're going to miss eternity. Now, if that man would have stayed to hear the rest of what Jesus said, you know, when I get corrected, I don't like it at first either, and it seems like I'm missing out on something. But if you, if you hang out a little longer, he's going to tell you the good part of it. And, but because the man left, he didn't hear it, but he told his disciples, he said, no one gives, it, gives up houses, mothers, sisters, or brothers for the sake of the gospel, and in this lifetime doesn't receive a hundredfold return. And so what Jesus was really doing is loving the man and says that. It's in Mark um, 10. You can read it. It says that he's, he he loved the man when he answered him in the Amplified Classic Bible anyway. It says that. And the man was so grieved and he walked away because his stuff meant so much to him. And we're in that place where our stuff means so much to us. But if you would sit at his feet and learn from him and and find out that assignment that he has for you, which will make you happy and it will provide for you, and it actually is a better, a higher way of life. And so you may have to go on a journey yourself. You know, Jesus left on a journey. He went to be with his father. And when he comes back, we're going to stand before him. And um, either we're going to be blessed or we're not going to be blessed. And so um, you have to be willing to just sit at his feet and hear the whole story. If he's asking you to put something aside, it's your God. And you don't want anything to interrupt your eternity with him. That's for sure. It's so exciting thing that he has for you. He said his ways are higher than our ways. He said he has more for us than we can ask or think, Ephesians 3.20. His way is higher. He has a better way. And it's not about you. It's not about serving you. It's about serving in the kingdom. It's about loving. It's about giving that gift that he put on the inside of you, that talent that you have. And so once you start practicing it and give give it away, then you're going to have pressed down, shaken together, and running over, giving back to you. I want to read to you in Genesis. So Genesis 12, um, the Lord said to Abraham, Go for yourself from your own advantage, away from your country, from your relatives and your father's house to a land I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you, with abundant increase of favor, and make your name famous and distinguished, and you will be a blessing dispensing good to others. And so Abraham departed, in verse 4, it says, as the Lord directed him. So he went, and he did what God told him to do. He wasn't in bondage to anything. He just went. And of course, he was blessed. And the disciples, they left everything to follow Jesus. They left everything, their families, their jobs, everything, and they followed Jesus. And that's what Jesus is asking you and me to do today. Whatever it takes, he's going to put you on a journey, and that journey is going to cause you to increase abundantly. He is going to make good for you. He has a good plan for you and for me, and we have to trust him. Jeremiah 29, 11 says he has a good plan for us, for our good, and it's also for him because he is concerned with those lost souls. And what you have, the plan he has for you, is to minister to those who don't know him. You have a gift on the inside of you that is what someone else needs, and he's wanting you to give that. So he wants you to grow up to the place where you can walk out that plan he has for you, and you're going to be meeting the needs of others. You're going to be showing the Father in the plan that he has for you. And you can't do that in your own plan. You can't do that in your own strength. You can't do that if you can't hear him. And so he's saying, you know, he's saying, I'm coming. And he's saying, get ready, get those vessels full. Get your ducks in a row. Do the thing that I called you to do because what you're not doing, those people who you can affect, aren't being affected, right? What you have to give is for certain people. If you ever notice that, You know, some people follow this minister, some that minister, some people are in this place and in that place. And God has someone that needs your gift. He has someone for everyone. You have what someone needs. And he's saying, I'm asking you to do this. You know, what if the people that need your gift are lost right here and right now because you won't do it? Because you won't do your gift because they're too concerned about you, what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink what you're gonna wear. God is saying, lay it down, I'm gonna take care of that. I take care of the birds. Why wouldn't I take care of you? You're more important to me than the birds are. And so God is saying, I'm coming, get ready. This is a time of testing. And I'm expecting you to find out what I'm calling you to do and walk in it. Don't worry about your job. Would you leave houses, land, sisters, mothers, your job for the sake of the gospel? Would you do that? So someone else can go to heaven? You know, we're we're so, so many people I know are sitting around waiting for Jesus. And they're not even ready. They haven't even done the thing that God called them to do. All they did is take care of themselves. They didn't minister to the least of these, right? What you do for the least of these, you do for me, which is the next, next thing he talks about. What you do for the least of those, you've done for me. And so we got a job to do. We gotta do that greater thing. We gotta love and put ourselves aside and stop thinking about just us. And you know, that's why he's grieved. He said, We're not listening. We don't have ears to hear. We don't get in the word of God and find out what it means. You know, so often we just read it, don't get it, close it up, put it away, walk away, and then it's all about me, taking care of me. And He's asking me to tell you that it's not that easy. It's easier for a camel to go through an eye of the needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. And whatever whatever you're rich in, whatever you're depending upon, if it isn't God, it's going to be pretty hard for you to get through that narrow gate. And so that is my message for you today. And I want to pray for us that we can do this thing. I want to pray for us. And I want to pray for those of you who never asked Jesus to come and live on the inside of you. Let's do that first. Jesus, I thank you and praise you for that person that doesn't know you, that they would, they would know that they can trust you. And you said that if um, they would open that door, that you're knocking on the door of their heart already. And if they would open that door and invite you in, that you would come in and you would teach them, and you would guide them and you would make them a disciple. We thank you and praise you, Lord, for helping us to care about what you care about. Thank you for helping us, Lord, to do that thing that you're calling us to do, to put everything else aside and just care about what you care about and walk out that plan that you have for us. We thank you and praise you that you only have good for us. Help us to be ready for your return when that trumpet blows that all our vessels are full. Help us to just go out on that journey that you have for us and just believe, believe that you're going to take care of us and we don't have to worry. Help us not to be afraid and believe the lies of the enemy, but just go forward and trust you like Abraham did. Just trust you to know that you have a good plan for us. I thank you, Lord, that even though the end is is right right on us that you would just give us a little more time to get it together. Give us understanding. Help us to understand what you're saying and and what you're thinking and what we have to do. What we have to do to give to that person in need of our gift. Right where we're at, we're asking you to just help us. We thank you and praise you that you want to live on the inside of us and that you have an awesome, thing for us to do that will not only minister to that person in need of our gift, but it will be our provision and we won't be working to make a living. And plus, we'll be making you happy because we are called to do your work. You went on that journey so that we could take care of the things that need taking care of now. You called us. We're that important to you that you have something awesome for us to do. And we're just honored we thank you and praise you, Lord, that you would entrust us to do your work. We thank you so much that your work is something that, that we can do, that you can do through us, that we can do right here on the earth to make your happiness complete. Because it's not your will that one should perish. And so we thank you that we can be a part We're honored that we can be a part of your quest on the earth. We love you and praise you, and we thank you for helping us to do your work. You said we can't do anything without you. So we thank you that when we step out, you're going to be right there to help us. We give you all the glory. Thank you so much. In your name. In your name we pray. Amen. So. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, if you asked Jesus to come live on the inside of you, He is there. The Holy Spirit has come, and He's going to show you. He's going to teach you, and He's going to guide you in that plan that God has for you to do His work, to help others to know Him, to show the Father. And um, also, you know, for us who, who prayed for God to help us to have courage to just get out there and do that thing. And not worry about what anybody else thinks of us, but just to make sure that we're doing that thing before he gets here and that we're right with him. And so that he doesn't shut that door on us and say, I'm not acquainted with you. Because when you love someone, you care about what they care about. And and he's expecting that you care, that you care. So it's not only an awesome thing to be born again, be born from above and and have that revelation knowledge that he has and, and walk in the beauty of his love, but also the the part the part that you don't wanna miss is to give up yourself, to give what you have so that you can have joy and that person in need of your gift can have joy and eternal life. You know, we so often pray for our loved ones and we got to be that light. You know, the people around us are our neighbor, and we are to love them. And when we're doing what we're called to do, they're going to see that, and then they're going to copy us. So much of the time, we play follow the leader. Jesus told me that. He said, you follow me, they'll follow you. So if you said that prayer for the first time, I'd love it if you let me know. John 1, 1 says, he is his words." So you want to get to know the word of God. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. He said, if you love me, you will obey me. So When you follow him, when you do the word, then you're going to start. He's going to start manifesting himself to you. He's going to show you his voice, and then all you got to do is follow him, and then he'll take you to that plan that he has for you. So, and I also want to say that it's a good idea to start in Matthew if you've never read the Bible before, and read it every day. Get on your knees and and spend that time getting to know him. That's how you get to know him. And so that he can show you himself. And yeah. So thank you so much for listening today, and God bless you.